From the heart of Rune Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, Summoners, and welcome to another episode of League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. So, over this past weekend, I actually got to go to a LAN tournament at UTSA, the University of Texas at San Antonio, and it was a lot of fun. I knew one of my teammates, and the other three were complete strangers, and we actually ended up taking first place out of eight teams. And so that was... Definitely a lot of fun. Actually, I think we win 4,200 Riot Points and Triumphant Rise and a 10-win IP boost. I actually already own Triumphant Rise, so that's not as important to me. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, Shout-outs to Caitlin and all the other staff at Nerdbird who helped make it happen. And it was an extremely enjoyable experience. I think I might have talked about the last land that I went to back in October where we took second place and we actually got $40 each for that, but those are always a lot of fun. I would definitely encourage you guys to check out land tournaments at maybe local colleges like I went to or any other local place that you could go to because those are a lot of fun, especially if you can drive yourself, but... uh yeah, that was just something that I enjoyed. I actually ended up getting a Master Yi Pentakill in the tournament. Uh, Master Yi got banned after that, but I got a Pentakill in the tournament. Everyone was going crazy. It was a lot of fun. So that's in the link. Uh, it was almost a 1v5 Penta. It was pr- like pretty much a 1v4.5, but that was pretty cool. That was uh, one of the highlights of the tournament, so... Yeah, check that out. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about Zizzerot, Zizirot, Zrot Portal, whatever you want to call it. And I'm also, like, it's rise to popularity, uh, what makes the item good, and what kind of champions you should build it on. And I'm also going to be talking about the pros and cons of voice chat in League of Legends, whether or not that's a feature that Riot should implement this next season. So stick around, we've got some great content for you, and I hope you enjoy it. So an item that Riot released a little bit back was the, I don't know how to pronounce it, Zizzerot Portal, Zizirot Portal, Zrot Portal. Uh, I'm just going to call it the Zizzerot Portal, and if that's wrong, then you guys can crucify me for that at a later date, but... I'm not going to I'm not going to look up how it's pronounced because that's lame. And I'm all about being cool. That's why I have a podcast about League of Legends. Anyways, um so Zizzerot Portal has been picking up a lot of popularity recently. And there are several things that make it a good item and I do like it uh First of all, the base stats it gives are pretty great. Uh, It's one of the only items to give both armor and magic resist. I think the only other one now being Guardian Angel. So that's a unique combination of stats that already makes it a good pickup for most tank champions. And I think it's actually 60 of each, which is pretty hefty compared to a lot of items. There are a few armor items that give you more. And maybe... I can't think of another magic resist item that gives you more, so... 
definitely good for the stats it gives. And then, of course, the main reason that people buy it is for is for the very interesting active that the item possesses. So the active creates a little portal, and I'm sure you guys probably know what this is already. I don't need to explain it to you, but for those who don't know, it creates a portal that little voidlings come out of periodically, and they rush towards the nearest minion wave or empty lane, and they can fight the minions, fight a certain amount of minions, and then if they reach a structure, a tower or an inhibitor or even a nexus, they will dive bomb themselves into it, dealing a pretty significant chunk of damage. So that leads to a lot of very interesting plays that can be made with Zizzerot Portal. But to understand Zizzerot, you have to first understand the concept of split pushing, and I'm not going to define split pushing for you guys, but split pushing is something that I'm always kind of wary about doing in solo queue because I can't trust my teams to have my eye off them for more than 10 seconds at a time at that late stage of the game. So split pushing, while it can be extremely effective with a competent team, the odds of you finding a competent team in solo queue are usually pretty low especially if you guys play at a lower division, which I'm guessing most of you guys do. So split pushing for me is kind of iffy at best. So I tend to avoid it for, you know, extremely long periods of time. You can go top and take a turret by yourself, but I don't like to stay in those lanes by myself isolated for too long because if they send two or more people up to you, a, there's no guarantee that your team will know how to react and be able to get any kills or objectives off of it. And B, if they just decide to send five people against your four, the odds of them actually peeling them off instead of trying to take the fight are not always the best. So those are two things, two of the main reasons that I don't like to split push. But that's the great thing about the Zizzerot portal. It completely takes out that element. Now... Sure, you have to get the lane going, and it helps to push a little bit, but you don't have to be there while the portal does the work. You can just group back up with your team. It's almost, in some ways, it's kind of like having a sixth member of your team, or even maybe an extra strong minion wave at all times. Sure, they can kill the Zizzerot portal, but they can also kill minions, and they can also kill an extra member of your team. It just really, it depends on how you use it. So, I like to use it, to split push, and I think that's an extremely effective way to use it, to have the Zizzerot portal pushing by itself, while you guys can either siege another lane or go for an objective, and, you know, if they stall too long trying to fight you, then the portal can put in some serious work and take out some uh, some enemy towers if you leave it alone for too long, and even if it doesn't, it does create a lot of pressure on the map. Really what makes Zizzerot Portal so strong is people's incapability of dealing with the item effectively. Uh, it's very difficult for people to find and kill the portal a lot of the time in a game like League of Legends that has so many moving parts. They may not know where it is, and they don't want to take the time to find it. They don't want to watch where the minions are coming from. They want to just teamfight, 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 and you guys can just stall it out. Uh, there are just a ton of reasons that Zizzerot Portal is good, and the main reason would be that it feeds off of the lack of 
communication and team play in solo queue. Zizzerot Portal, honestly, with a well-coordinated team, is not the most difficult thing in the world to stop. And it can be taken out with relative ease by competent players. Uh, notice that I said competent players. That's that's your dead giveaway right there that Zizzerot is broken. takes competent players to counter it. But um, the likelihood of playing against a team that correctly plays against Zizzerot, and I'm so sorry for the people that think I'm pronouncing it wrong because I've said it like 20 times already. That's got to be really painful. <laughs> but for the likelihood of finding a team that actually knows how to play against it is very low in any rating, especially for most of you guys who are going to be probably bronze or silver. And and Zizzerot Portal is a great way for a tank player to feel like they're caring and putting in work because that's one thing that whenever I'm playing tanks, it's funny because a lot of initiation tanks like a Mumu, uh, Gragas, Sejuani have always sported some of the highest win rates in the game and then people complain that they feel weak. Well, just having a good engage champion on your team that knows what they're doing, even remotely, can just make a huge difference in solo queue where everyone wants to play carries. But anyways, I digress. It's a really nice feeling to be playing Gragas and to know that you're helping push and take down towers even while you just sit there and siege with your team or as you dive and the AD carry gets the pentakill and all the glory. It's still, it's a nice change of pace for you to feel like you're actually putting in some work. So that's a cool thing about the Zizzerot portal. That's more of a mental thing than uh, an actual important gameplay thing. Mental side is important and it's good for you to feel like you're putting in work because that does help your mental state to uh, have that feeling of accomplishment. Not even just a feeling of accomplishment. Like, you can see which towers your Zizzerot portal has taken out and how far it's pushed into the enemy base. So that's a good uh, method of feedback. And even if they destroy the portal immediately, like I mentioned earlier, it still gives some great stats. It's honestly one of the possibly one of the strongest defensive items right now. It's really good. That's why you see so many Udyr players buy it. Not just because Trick2G told them to. It's because they're free-thinking and bought it because they think it's a good item after reading its stats and ability. Okay, yeah, Trick2G told all the Udyr players to buy it. That's the real reason that I'm going over it. Gotcha. But, <laughs> but it is an extremely strong item on Udyr. Like, definitely pick it up if you're going to play that champion, but... Yeah, I've, I think I've given shoutouts to Trick before, but seriously, guys, watch Trick2G if you want to learn how to jungle and you want to learn how to be good at this game, because if you can get by his personality, which, I mean, I personally find him funny, but if you can get by his personality and actually get the information that he gives, it's a lot of the same stuff every time, but people still screw it up every time, so that's why he keeps giving it. And he, he knows a lot about the game, and he's really smart, so... Like, if you want a live streamer to watch... The cool thing about him is that you don't need to analyze challenger games to get good at this game. He goes over the bronze games and the silver games and the gold games on a regular basis, which is the level that most of you guys are at, and seeing those mistakes is oftentimes much more helpful than seeing top-level plays and 
seeing people who are nearly perfect at this, well, <sighs> nearly perfect is a strong word, who are extremely good because they make different kinds of mistakes and it's all, all a lot more nuanced than what you might need to just get to that next ranking and that next tier. So check out Trick2G. And uh, you can thank him for all the annoying Udyr players who are buying Zizzerot Portal. But, yeah, Zizzerot Portal, honestly, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It was this super underpicked item for the longest time. Nobody cared about it. It was just kind of sitting there. It was a cool concept that Riot had introduced. And then for like 10 patches, it just did nothing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's gone over into this big spike of popularity. There's actually an Udyr player in the... Uh, land tournament that I went to who built it. That was really obnoxious. I think we still ended, yeah, we still ended up winning that game, so it was all good, but it was just really, really obnoxious the first time that he built it, so shout out to that Udyr player, I guess. Um so if you guys like to play tanks, if you like to split push, if you like to frustrate your enemies, Zizzerot Portal definitely a very strong pickup right now. <laughs> So, should voice chat be implemented into League of Legends? Uh, do you guys want the short answer or the long answer? Uh, the short answer is yes. The long answer is yes, but with a lot of explaining. So, yeah, it's about time that we get voice chat in League of Legends. Uh, it's 2016, and this is the most played online game in the world. So, the fact that we don't have voice chat... It's kind of embarrassing for Riot. That's really bad. There are a lot of things about the client that are extremely questionable, though. Like uh, the fact that I can't send messages to my friends who aren't currently online or who I had a text box open with when they got offline. It's just, it makes no sense. Uh, there are a lot of usability issues with our current client, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about voice chat. Should we have it in League of Legends? So, I guess a pros and cons list would be a good idea. So, the cons, people who don't want it say that they don't want annoying 12-year-olds yelling into the microphone. They don't want it to become COD. They don't want it to become CSGO. Um, they hate all their teammates and they're all scum. So, uh, those people are fun. Um, and they definitely don't sound toxic at all either. But... I feel like wanting less communication because you can't handle people being annoying in a system where you can just mute them anyways <laughs> doesn't make any sense. That's like wanting to remove chat from League of Legends. Like I mentioned, I do that, but I do it by choice, and I would definitely use VoiceCom if it was there because people are, from what I've seen in League of Legends, more civil with VoiceCom. Whether or not that would stick if it was permanently implemented is probably not the case. But from what I've seen, people have been pretty nice with VoiceCom in League. Uh, anyways, like I was saying, there's a very simple way to stop people from annoying you with the League of Legends game chat. You can click that little button that mutes people, and then you don't have to hear anything that they say. And if you get tilted from them saying one mean thing to you, then you probably shouldn't be playing League of Legends because if from the time that they say 
you're absolutely terrible, you suck, you downy. And between that and you clicking the mute button, if you get tilted, maybe you were on tilt to begin with and shouldn't be playing such a uh, competitive, uh, strategic online game, fun for the whole family. But that's just me. Uh, The same thing goes, the exact same thing applies to voice chat. The second that someone starts flaming the team and the 12-year-old starts calling you guys all noobs, maybe it's time to just mute that guy and move on. Once you've established that someone is going to say nothing constructive, it's very easy to mute them and just ignore them for the rest of the game. Not wanting voice chat because you don't want people to be annoying is really stupid because you forfeit a potential extremely useful way to get better communication with your team because you don't want to have to press that mute button that takes one second to press because you can't handle people being annoying for five seconds. If you don't use that mute button, that is completely on you. And that's why I think that toxicity is such an overblown issue. Like, yeah, it's no fun to have guys being mean to you in the game, but I would feel more sympathy if there was not such an easy and available and just right there fix. It's so easy to press the mute button. If you don't mute people, I don't know what you're doing with your life because it is the best thing that you can do in the entire game for your mental state. Oh my god. I could go on about it for hours. But yeah, voice chat in League of Legends, it's just, for me, it's essential. There's a reason that every pro team uses voice chat and that even all friends at all times pretty much like to use voice chat. It's just, it helps your communication so much because League of Legends is a game that you make a million decisions in every single game and every single game is different and it requires a lot of fast thinking. The main reason that this is important is because it requires you to convey large amounts of information in very short, condensed periods of time. So if you wanted to say do like a three-part rotation of uh, mid, dragon, and then baron or something like that. I don't know what scenario that would be. But uh, if you wanted to do a rotation like that, it's easier to say, okay, go mid, take dragon, and then go baron. And then you have to ping all three and then hope that people understand you or you have to type it out and it distracts you from what you're actually doing. Just saying mid, dragon, baron is a lot faster and conveys exactly what you want in a shorter time span. Now, it's not a cure-all for communication issues, and it doesn't automatically make you a godlike shot caller because you can say what you want to do, but for a game that's as strategic and fast-paced as League of Legends, it's just not acceptable for us to not have this very, very basic feature already in the game. Like, Xbox Live in 2002 had this crap, for God's sakes. Like, it's 2016, and this is the most played game in the world, and we don't have voice chat. Sorry to, like, put you on blast for this, Riot, but, God, that's really bad. There are a lot of features that this game should have that it just doesn't, and this is definitely one of them. Uh, There's no real case to be made for not having voice chat. Uh, Most of the people that make that case don't use the mute button enough because the mute button is your friend. 
the mute button, there's no such thing as overusing the mute button. If you just made a really bad play and you can just feel people about to flame you for it, that's called like preemptive muting and you just mute people as soon as you do something really stupid and that tilts you and then you don't have to hear anything about it. It, that's something that I do all the time. Like, I'm not afraid to press that mute button. Even using it on innocent people sometimes is not the worst thing in the world. So just keep that in mind whenever you're advocating for or against a mute button or for or against the addition of voice chat. But especially with the addition of the new dynamic queue where people are maybe a bit more competent in the roles, unless they only know one role, a <laughs> where you hope that people would be a little bit more competent in knowing what their specific role does, and you're not going to have guys, you're going to have players that are maybe a bit more inclined to wanting to play the game because you don't have that guy who's sewing because he got his worst role or something. Maybe that'll make people a little bit easier to cooperate with. Uh, knowing League of Legends, it won't. And we're all just going to hate each other anyways in voice chat. But at least you have the option. That's what I would like to say. So it's really a feature that we should all have by now. There's really no excuse for us not having it at this point. It's just such a basic online gaming feature that there's no reason for us to still be without. But, knowing Riot, it's not going to be released until 2018, uh, when all of us have quit this game and overdosed from heroin or something. Uh, anyways, it's the, that's the future of League of Legends. <laughs> the future of League of Legends Radio. Uh, that was dark. Um, anyways, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But I don't do heroin, I can assure you of that. So, so, um, so there's that. Why am I defending whether or not? Why am I defending whether or not I do heroin? I don't do heroin, but I don't think any of you guys thought I did heroin before, so I don't know who I'm trying to convince, unless I sounded like someone who does heroin before. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Most of you are just listening to this like, can you just shut up and talk about voice chat already? But don't you want to be able to hear your teammates talk about random crap like this? Don't you guys want to do voice chat stuff with me, Ponderous Sea Lion? Doesn't that sound like fun? I can just talk about how much heroin I don't do, and uh, it'll be loads of fun. And you guys can hear my beautiful voice all the time. And... um I'm not making a very good case for voice chat, I feel. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> Anyways, because we like to stay on track, if you don't want to play with voice chat, you don't have to. You can still mute your team, tell them that your speakers are broken, and then ask them to communicate via ping. Like, that's always an option. No one is taking that away from you by adding voice chat. Those are just my opinions on the matter. Maybe I oversimplified it. But for me, there's just there's no real reason because it's just kind of like chat, but way better and faster and more efficient and talkier. And I like talking. Talking is my uh, my favorite thing. And uh, listening to me talking is your favorite thing, right? Right. <laughs>
All right, nerds, that's another episode of League of Legends Radio that you just listened to with your earballs or ears. Uh, mm, questionable outro by Ponder Sea Lion. We'll see if he uh, recovers it right now. Thank you guys so much for downloading this episode. I don't know what I'm doing, but I hope that it looks like I do know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, for your entertainment. For your entertainment. That's that's what it's always about. Um, thank you guys again for all the success I have experienced with the launch of this show. I think it's been almost a year now since we launched. I have to actually check the date of the first episode, but it's been quite a while. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. i gotten to meet a lot of cool people. So thank you guys for allowing me to do this and for your continued support, uh, whether you're new or whether you've been here since uh, that god-awful first episode that I told you guys to never listen to. Um, if you guys enjoyed the episode, and I know you guys hear this from all the podcasts you listen to, but please leave a five-star rating. Uh, I do not have many of those, and if it would be incentive for you guys, I will start reading them on the show. Just uh, steal that from League of Legends Anonymous, shamelessly. Who I will be doing a podcast with, I believe we're recording it on the 17th of this month, February, at about 7.15, 7.30 Central, about there. Uh, so if you guys would like to check that out, hopefully there will be more information in the description on that. Remember, I had Sam Hahn, the host of the League of Legends Anonymous podcast on the show uh, a week ago, and that was a great episode. I would definitely advise you guys to check that out. He was a really great interview for me. So I'm actually going to be a guest on their show, and we might have more of a partnership as the year progresses. Who knows? Um, we'll see how this next show goes. But if you guys haven't checked them out, it's League of Legends Anonymous. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. Follow me on Twitter. Leave me that five-star rating. I'll read them on the show if I get any new ones. And I will, as always, catch you guys on the flippity-flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.